Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Our top story: tit for tat restrictions heating up between the U.S. and China. Beijing lashing out at Washington for blocking some Chinese students from entering the country. A closer look at Washington's concerns. A House panel asking the Pentagon to blacklist a Chinese company. That concern coming from its alleged ties to the Chinese military. A new report from House Democrats accusing former President Trump of improperly profiting from his presidency. More on the Trump Organization's response. And a major auto recall for Teslas in China. The electric vehicles singled out for problems with steering and door locking technology. The U.S.-China fight over sensitive technology is back in the spotlight. China lashing out at the U.S. Thursday, saying tens of Chinese nationals are blocked from entering America every month, and in some cases, deported back to China. Chinese media reports cited some cases at Dulles International Airport in Virginia. In one case, authorities refused to let in a postgraduate student at Yale last December. Another case involves a Chinese student that did research at the U.S. National Cancer Institute. Authorities questioned her about her research and whether it's related to the Chinese military before revoking her visa. The questioning ties into a Trump-era policy. It bans Chinese students with military ties from getting student visas. That's due to concerns that Beijing could use them to get sensitive technology. The greatest long-term threat to our nation's ideas, innovation, and economic security is the foreign intelligence and economic espionage threat from China. It's a threat to our economic security and, by extension, our national security. President Biden kept the policy in place after he took office. In 2019, the FBI arrested Jin Zhaosong, a Chinese national that worked at a Harvard-affiliated medical center. Prosecutors charged him of attempting to smuggle biological research from the U.S. to China. The same year, authorities also charged Ye Yanqing, the Justice Department said Ye as a lieutenant in the Chinese military, and that she lied about her position on her visa application. The department also said she sent American documents back to China while studying at Boston University. The pressure is growing on the Chinese Communist Party as the U.S. tightens curbs on China on technology, trade, and supply chains. Over in Canada, a federal court blocked a Chinese resident from entering the Canadian border. A judge said Beijing could potentially pressure the student to work as a spy. A Chinese company's growing presence in the U.S. is putting lawmakers on alert due to its ties to the Chinese military. Mike Gallagher, chairman of the House Select China Committee, is asking the Pentagon to blacklist a tech company. That way, it wouldn't have access to American capital. The company is called Quectel. It's the world's largest supplier of IoT modules. Electronic devices need these components to communicate with digital networks. What's driving the concerns? First up, the company's close relations with a Chinese state agency. It's called the Chinese Ministry of Industry and Information Technology, and plays a big role in Beijing's efforts to use civilian technology to advance its military.
Quactel is closely affiliated with the ministry. The company has won awards in competitions organized by it. Plus, the ministry also gave a special designation to Quactel products for having the potential to become international leaders. Quactel also supplies products for Beidou. That's Beijing's alternative to GPS. Beidou is critical for China's military operations. What's more, Quectel is also a key supplier for many other Chinese companies that are already on the Pentagon's blacklist, including Chinese tech giant Huawei and drone maker DJI. A group of House Democrats is accusing former President Trump of improperly profiting from his presidency, alleging he received over $5.5 million in payments from China through his businesses. The Trump Organization denies wrongdoing. Democrats on the House Oversight Committee published a report on Thursday. They asserted that Trump's businesses took in at least an estimated $7.8 million from 20 foreign governments during his term, in violation of the Constitution. The outlined payments mostly included spending on rent at the Trump Tower and the Trump World Tower, both in New York. They also included stays at the Trump International Hotels in Washington, D.C. and Las Vegas. The report also alleged that Trump allowed those payments to influence his foreign policy moves. A Trump Organization spokesperson told the Epic Times, quote, that narrative is insane. The spokesperson noted that the Trump Organization can't prevent people from making reservations through third-party booking websites. Trump's team also pointed to the Trump Organization donating about $450,000 in estimated profits from foreign governments to the U.S. Treasury and Trump himself refusing to accept a paycheck during his time as president. Donald Trump's net worth is not publicly known, but Forbes estimates it at $2.6 billion as of 2023. According to China's top diplomat, Beijing is looking to build healthy U.S.-China ties. Speaking at an event Friday, Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi stressed the need for peaceful coexistence. The gathering marked the 45th anniversary of diplomatic ties between the two countries. He also brought an offering, the promise that giant pandas would return to the U.S., specifically California, by the end of the year. The iconic bears China had loaned to zoos in Memphis, Tennessee and Washington, D.C. returned home last year, sparking fears that China might stop lending pandas to American zoos due to rising tensions. The strained relations linked to various issues, including Beijing's ties with Moscow, threats against Taiwan, and aggressive actions in the Indo-Pacific. The two superpowers just held competing sea drills this week in the South China Sea, a hotly contested region. A major recall for the automotive world, Tesla is pulling over 1.5 million of its electric vehicles out of China over problems with door latches and assisted steering technology. The recall impacts the company's Model S, X, 3 and Y vehicles. According to China's market regulator, most owners of the recalled vehicles won't have to get their cars serviced. Instead, Tesla plans to remedy the issues remotely with remote tech fixes. Tesla is China's second highest selling electric car brand under Chinese rival BYD. News of the recall comes after a similar U.S. issue last month. That recall meant improvements to driver monitoring systems for around 2 million of the company's EVs. 
Next, the latest updates on China's economy. First, China's auto industry wrapped last year's sales with a troubling end. Only a third of the country's automakers reached their annual sale goals. According to Bloomberg's Friday report, the companies that missed their targets are coping with executive personnel changes and workforce trimming. Noting the harsh effects of China's post-pandemic recovery efforts on the industry, analysts say the country's rebound will remain a slow, tough process this year. Next, Beijing is kicking off export probes, investigating a number of products sent to China from the European Union. The anti-dumping investigations focus on EU liquors like brandy. A decision that sent stock prices plunging for a number of related French companies. Reports say Beijing's move is revenge for EU probes on Chinese-made electric vehicles. France was a main supporter of EV regulation on China when the EU announced the decision last fall. News inside China. China's economic spiral is draining its citizens' wallets through large-scale salary cuts. Insiders say the country's military is also being impacted. Every industry is struggling and shrinking significantly. Salary reductions have become a widespread phenomenon in China. The police force serves as a crucial component for maintaining stability under the Chinese Communist Party. So any reduction in the police force results in a corresponding 100% reduction in the military. The salaries of many civil servants, including the salaries of retired individuals, have been delayed. This issue extends to state-owned enterprises, including the military. Many of my comrades who are currently serving in the military or were part of it are experiencing a lack of subsidies. Those entitled to subsidies haven't received them for up to six months. China is home to the world's largest standing military, followed by India and the U.S. A report shows China already had 2 million active soldiers as of 2022. Turning our attention to Beijing's financial sector, a major Chinese wealth managing firm has declared bankruptcy. This after the company found itself trapped under mounting liabilities driven by a debt-laden property crisis. On Friday, Zhongzhi Enterprise Group, or ZEG, filed bankruptcy with a court in Beijing, saying that it can't afford to pay its obligations. The company first sounded the alarm back in August, when it missed a string of payments to investors. What's more, later in November, EMG announced that its liabilities had far outpaced its assets. ZEG was a major player in China's shadow banking system. This trillion-dollar sector stores and manages funds like a regular bank, but offers much higher return for investors. In China, wealth management makes up roughly the size of the entire French economy, and the nation's real estate market depends heavily on it. One of ZEG's most notable recipients, debt-laden Chinese housing giant Evergrande Group. The developer was once considered a real estate empire until it popped China's housing bubble with a large sum of borrowed money. Back in the U.S., a lawmaker is calling out a string of transnational repression taking root in the U.S. Why should the U.S. be concerned about the Chinese Communist Party's influence on American soil? NTD's Steve Lance sat down with Florida Congressman and Army veteran Corey Mills. He told us what he wants his colleagues and Americans to know about China. Congressman Mike Gallagher is heading up the committee, uh, select committee on the Chinese Communist Party. There's a lot of things coming out of that select committee, one of which most recently was uh, China's transnational repression on U.S. soil. How concerned are you about the CCP's growing influence in our country? Well, I think that we have to acknowledge two things. Economics are our greatest outside of our border domestic issue. And China, 
they're our greatest existential threat from an international perspective. The China-Russia-Iran-North Korea geopolitical alignment is something that every American needs to be concerned with. Their advancement of BRICS, the Brazil, Russia, uh, India, China, and South Africa geopolitical alignment that's expanding out. We need to think about the Belt and Road Initiative expansions, which looked at the Eurasian expansion, the control of Africa and Oceania to cut off Western Hemisphere supply chain. Their goal with Russia and China, why they modified their constitution, isn't just their tyrannical, authoritarian, and dictatorship-style ruling. It's about eliminating the U.S. dollar as the global currency. That's why they utilized their you know, marriage of convenience with Russia for the Chavez of Venezuela, with Pedro and Colombia, the economic coercion that they've thrown into Honduras and Panama to control the tariffs, taxation, and passage through the Panama Canal. The idea that they're now ingratiating themselves more in the Western Hemisphere, and they're actually responsible for all the chemical precursors and the things that are being printed, the fentanyl that's coming across our borders. They are on a multi-pronged front. They're at an economic resource cyber-based warfare against America. We need to be looking at elimination of double taxation on Taiwan. We need to be looking at the ideas of decoupling away from adversarial nations, and they're not a competitor, they're an adversary. So getting away from China, taking control of our supply chain, taking control of our actual ability in the industrial base, stopping the idea of continuing to export to countries that are looking to destroy us. And the problem is that when you've got people like Joe Biden who are so corrupt and so inept and feckless, who are so weak on China, weakness invites aggression. And that's why you're seeing this emboldened approach by China to advance their problems in, you know, their support of Iran, who is backing Hamas, their support of Russia, who is invading Ukraine. They want to drag us into these endless wars because they know economically it is a really disadvantage for the American people. But also, it's great for them because we buy a lot of our actual raw material goods. They control 15 of 16 rare earth mineral mines. So we need to wake up and understand China is not a competitor, they're not an ally, they're an adversary, and we need to be decoupling away. Congressman Corey Mills, thank you so much. Coming up, a Chinese latte with a Buddha design on its packaging became an instant hit. Why Beijing took it off the shelves. And recent attacks by Russia on Ukraine were carried out with weapons supplied by North Korea. This according to new information from the White House. What are the implications? More on that after the break here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. A popular drink is getting censored in China. The reason? Buddha images on its packaging have upset Beijing. A Chinese tea company launched a blockbuster tea latte last November. The product was so popular that it was sold out in several cities within hours. The new latte's packaging drew inspiration from Buddhism, with images depicting the speechless bodhisattva, the happy arhat, and the crouching tiger arhat. Authorities soon ordered the company to take the product off the shelves, saying it violates regulations on the administration of religious affairs. The Chinese Communist Party promotes atheism and has tried uprooting religion in China. During the Cultural Revolution in the 1960s, authorities smashed temples and forced monks to get married. Even today, Beijing still tears down churches and arrests house Christians. 
The White House confirmed on Thursday that North Korea has supplied Russia with short-range ballistic missiles used for its war effort in Ukraine. This according to newly declassified intelligence. National Security Spokesperson John Kirby told reporters the United States will raise the issue with the United Nations Security Council. Entities Cost Jimenez has the story. Kirby referred to the arms transfer as a significant and concerning escalation. In return for its support, we assess that Pyongyang is seeking military assistance from Russia, including fighter aircraft, surface-to-air missiles, armored vehicles, ballistic missile production equipment or materials, and other advanced technologies. He added that the United States would impose additional sanctions against those facilitating the arms deals. As for their inventory now, um, uh, again, I want to be careful here, but we, I would just put it this way, that we haven't seen anything that would tell us that Russia is not still reliant on munitions and missiles from, from North Korea. Kirby confirmed Russian forces launched at least one of these North Korean ballistic missiles into Ukraine on December 30th, which landed in an open field, followed by multiple missile attacks on January 2nd as part of a broader wave of heavy airstrikes. Kirby did not specify the exact type of missiles, but said they had a range of about 550 miles. Other countries, including Britain and South Korea, have condemned the use of the missiles. South Korea previously reported in November that North Korea may have supplied the ballistic missiles to Russia as part of a larger arms deal, which also included anti-tank and anti-air missiles, artillery and mortar shells, and rifles. Both Moscow and Pyongyang have denied conducting any arms deals, but vowed last year to deepen military relations. Reports out of Ukraine state Russia recently launched some of its most intense strikes on its soil since the start of the war almost two years ago. On Tuesday, Kyiv said that Russia had launched hundreds of attack drones and missiles of various kinds at cities across Ukraine since December 29th. Cost MNS, NTD News. Finnish telecom equipment maker Nokia fighting legal battles with some leading Chinese smartphone makers. The companies are demanding lower royalty rates and have been supported by Chinese courts. Here's more. Nokia said it had signed a 5G patent agreement with Chinese smartphone maker Honor, previously a unit of Huawei Technologies. The Finnish company said it's the fourth major litigation-free smartphone agreement that it has concluded over the past 12 months. Nokia has been in legal disputes with Chinese device makers Oppo and Vivo in various countries over the use of 4G and 5G patents since 2021. A court in China recently sided with Oppo in its demand for lower royalty rates for Nokia's technologies. Oppo said the ruling holds significant implications for similar cases and provides clear guidelines for patent royalty rates. Nokia, once the world's number one mobile phone maker, holds a significant patent portfolio of some key technologies needed in phone manufacturing. In the first three quarters of 2023, licensing income accounted for more than half of the company's operating profit as its network infrastructure and mobile network sales declined. In December, Nokia said it would not meet its financial targets for the year 2023 as it can't recognize revenue it would make from license renewal discussions. 
The company expects the discussion to continue well into 2024. Heavy smog is forcing drivers to stop in the streets of China and has covered extended regions for nine consecutive days. Visibility dropped to under 200 feet in some provinces, a small fraction of the normal range. What's more, dozens of flights departing from Shanghai were delayed for hours. China's National Meteorological Center issued its highest-level smog warning to residents in the hardest-hit regions. Major cities across China continue experiencing increased levels of air pollution, a major contributor to poor air conditions. That's all for today's China In Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocusntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.